Here is episode 23 of Personalities at Kerry, and we are in conversation with Patrick Seep. Whenever you talk to Patrick, it seems like he's got his life figured out. He knows what he wants to do, and he is on track getting things done. Over the summer of 2018, he interned with Endeavor, which was previously Tesoro, and now it is Marathon. That is the running joke when it comes to that company. In order to know more about Patrick, let us listen to my interview with Patrick C. So this is episode 23 and we are here with Patrick. Patrick, please go ahead and tell all of us about your background, what got you to school and what have you been done? Uh, have, what have you been doing before coming to school? Okay, yeah, so I was a undergraduate at Arizona State and I studied economics and so then I went and worked at Merrill Lynch for, I worked there two years, but pretty quickly realized that financial services wasn't for me. So mm -hmm. I was more interested in corporate finance and getting into supply chain. So I studied up, came back to school. That's what brings me here. So trying to get a career in the field of supply chain where you can. So you, you have an undergrad in finance or something? Economics. In economics. Yeah. And where are you from in terms of uh, location? Pretty much Arizona. I've been here since 2004. Before that, lived in New Hampshire. And my family's moved around a little bit, so I've traveled and spent some time in Texas or Dubai. Mm -hmm. But pretty much home base is Arizona. Okay. And right now, where where's your family? Dubai. In Dubai. So Dubai. how do you manage that? Uh, go see them at Christmas. They're moving back, though, in about okay. two weeks here. So that's the whole show. So you're happy about that? Okay. Yeah. So we're all back cool. to being just a nice Phoenician family. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So give us a little bit of a, you know, a taste of what your first year experience was like at WBKI. Oh, it was cool. Uh, started off stats accounting, OB, strat. Um, those are good classes. Enjoyed them. And then it was good getting into the, the groove of the social life of things going to, we started going to trivia, trivia nights. nights. Yeah. Uh, got into the groove of bowling. And then just hanging out with everyone. It was, it was a much more social experience than I really expected it to be. And a lot more, a lot more camaraderie than I expected to. More than like the academic skew. Mm -hmm. That'd be a lot of, a lot of time like buried in book and theory. But it's just kind of a lot of hanging out, which is really cool. Did yeah. you find it stressful or not at all? No, it was it was a good time. Okay, good. <laughs> and what specifically got you to WBK? Did you apply to other schools, or did you look at like supply chain? And this was one of the best schools, so you wanted to be here. Um, if, if you were interviewing me for a supply chain job, I only applied to ASU because supply <laughs> chain was my life through and through. But, um, for real, I applied to ASU like day of the final deadline in April. I wasn't intending to apply to ASU. I'd applied to ASU law the summer before mm -hmm. and I'd applied to a few law schools in Boston and was going to do, um, the intent was to do a JD MBA mm -hmm. out, out in Boston. So I was... I got a deadline extension on accepting one of those offers, quickly applied to ASU, got it, and made a pretty impulse switch at the okay. end to come do, do this whole thing. It was more on the uh, the financial side of it. I did I did have a genuine interest in mm -hmm. supply chain. I'm interested in supply chain law and corporate okay. finance. Really, any of them were pretty interchangeable, so it came down to cost. Okay, so it was like you had many interests and you chose one because of the other factors that went into Yeah, you just, just got to dive in and okay. <laughs> just go full force and not look back. So mm. that's what I went for. So as of now, are you doing just the one concentration or have you added on something else as well? Just the one concentration. I'm doing the global business stuff. Global so business, okay. Uh, just watching. And of all the classes you've taken so far, do you have a favorite one? 
DMOTS or managerial accounting? Wow. For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like both of those a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people said DMOT. Nobody mentioned managerial accounting uh, yet. So that's class. why I was like, yeah. good. Even that's I like that class a lot. Yeah. Because I learned a lot. I mean, in terms of, I wasn't expecting so much mm-hmm. to be learned over there. But yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience getting the internship that you did? Uh, the experience. So I'll go backwards. I signed with them in... Uh, Late November, mid-November. Okay. And so it was all through on-campus recruiting. I did a really poor job of external recruiting, mm-hmm. but uh, fortunately they, they're pretty good about helping out, especially in the supply chain area. So uh, yeah, I did that whole thing. I think it was at a career fair, connected with them, set up a job interview, interviewed a couple times, mm-hmm. mostly star story behavioral interviews, and then um, offer came in a little later, so... Okay. accepted that and, and ran with it. But, I mean, there were other interviews in between, but they were all through on campus. Okay. It was the same same type of system. So this is Tesoro, which was Endeavor? This is Endeavor, Marath- which was formerly Tesoro, uh, soon to be <laughs> Marathon, and uh, also they own Western Refining, too. So okay. it's the, the mighty four, as we call them. <laughs> Within the company is what you call them? Or like no one just, calls just them that. No one calls no. them and this was in Austin? Or San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. Okay. And then how was your experience at the company? What was your particular role or project you can talk about? Sure. That? So with the acquisition closing here in October, they were trying to position themselves to just... A big thing for them was positioning, especially their supply chain and procurement team, to show that they have value to stick around through the deal so that they don't fall to the natural attrition of an acquisition. And so what they were trying to do and what I was tasked with was essentially internalizing their market intelligence and business intelligence. So a lot of firms will go through like KPMG or Deloitte or something and they'll they'll research the market and then give them a report, but it costs, I don't know how much, but um, it costs more than it should. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that was my project for the summer. So I worked with um, nine different um, categories, about six different category managers on just figuring out what information they need to to leverage their negotiations and what type of forecasting would be useful for them and then both internal and external data that would actually help in their decision making to try to drive prices down and so it's just making making these reports that are going to be automated enough that they can update be updated on a quarterly basis mm-hmm. without too much user intervention maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes of an analyst time each quarter per report and then so yeah, that's it's mostly so they can bring more information to the table and have a little bit better forecasting than okay. they did prior. They were going in fairly um, blind and mostly on relationships to a lot of purchasing mm-hmm. uh, situations. Is this something you expected going into the uh, company, or were you like? No, no, I didn't even know that. It makes sense, but I hadn't really thought about market intelligence falling so heavily on the procurement side of things, mm-hmm. especially being a function that they would work on setting up. I suppose I thought that that would be something that you just kind of get and then study up on. So, yeah, I didn't expect it to be so much on gathering that, that information for them. I don't know what I expected now because I'm so, <laughs> so far removed from my initial impressions, but, but it, was a, it was a good experience. Okay. So you would definitely suggest that people should go to Marathon. It's tough to say if the core group that I worked with sticks around. Um, I mean, they were, yeah, they were a good bunch. 
they knew a lot were very open to help like if, they, if that core group's there they're setting up some sort of internship it was it was, it was a really valuable internship okay. okay coming back to school uh do you have some sort of an experience that you that has kind of stood out to you like went beyond your expectations in what way uh it's it can be curriculum wise or it can be with your friends or some new friendships that you made at school and then how hmm. that turned out to be interesting i don't know i mean the first one that comes to mind is not really any particular day or incident but just sort of alluding back to what i talked about earlier how generally social and tight knit everything is mm-hmm. um i guess the main catalyst for that for me at least early on and getting me out of my shell was the uh the just the karaoke nights on thursday so okay. it's just it's an easy way to wrap up the week uh, i know mm-hmm. it's different for first years this year having some more friday classes but it's nice getting out of class on thursday at two after career services class and then just poke around campus for a couple hours and then and then go over to that and, and meet people especially from the other cohort mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of people i still haven't had class with at least okay. in the course so that was that was the best way for me to meet uh meet the broadest bunch of people in the class mm-hmm. and in a setting outside of school or so, outside of a school organized function like the uh the takeovers and stuff were mm-hmm. were a nice way as well but you still get a little more uh formalized so are you regular at the wine thing the karaoke Uh yeah, yeah yeah you'll see me there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're just trying to learn from each other in this, you know, podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh do you have certain decisions that you've made through life that you look back upon and think that these are the best decisions, these are like the worst decisions? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. Best decision I think was jumping on coming back to school. I mean, to keep it a little more relevant, I I guess I could think of some more existential stuff, but uh yeah, coming back to school at pretty quick after relatively quick after graduating undergrad is it goes against I guess the common trend of what's recommended for for business school, but something ASU's opened their doors a little wider mm. to uh to different types of backgrounds with the the forward focus, so just jumping on that and going back to school right away rather than sticking in a career that I didn't like in the even a career path that I wasn't super interested in was was a good was a good choice uh and it's working out worst worst decision like you would want to change that if you could go back in time I don't know I'm not yeah. I'm really bad at stuff like that I guess introspection's not my strong suit but then on the other side I don't I don't tend to sit in on big grand decisions and mall over them too much um it's a good yeah. so yeah it's helpful for mindset but it's really bad for for in helping others or imparting any type <laughs> of uh life lesson on someone that's fine so yeah. if you have yeah, this I'll, if it doesn't come to your mind right away then obviously you haven't made that decision so far yeah i'll And keep i'll keep the wheel turning in the background okay. i'll jump back to it if i think it's something sure so you talked about bowling you talked about trivia are there any other hobbies that you can get to when you don't have all the stress of school sure um hmm. well let's see i like to uh oh, let's think um 
Well, like yoga has always been a decently big part of my life. Unfortunately, I'm close to one now, so I can go do that a lot. Um, just trying to get out and do some type of, of sports, whether it's that or um, softball, if I can do that. Poke around the basketball court a little bit, even though it's running like I have two left feet. Um, let's see. And then just studying random stuff. Okay. I'll just From the outside to, of what Yeah, just try to read up on something outside of school and then something with a little bit of applied learning to it and then just try and learn it in some sense, whether it's um, whether it's some type of data manipulation or just keeping up with the current events and seeing how it'll tie to maybe a career path I'm heading down. So just trying to remove myself from the textbooks a little bit, mm-hmm. still learning. And I guess the ways I was used to learning when I was coming from a professional background where there wasn't as much continued learning. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So the next few questions are just to get to know you at a personal level. So All right. don't take a lot of time to think about <laughs> the right answer. So the first one would be, what do you have a pet peeve? Can you tell us about it? Hmm. Yes. Um, let me think. And I guess they, they sort of go hand in hand. But... Um, like lack of uh, a lack of accountability and then mm-hmm. um, slash kind of flakiness on anything group related slash um, and I guess those would be the main ones and then general lack of motivation is not really pet peeve but it, it fits somewhere in that realm. Like somebody else's lack of motivation? or Yeah, or when it happens to myself, that, yeah, drives me okay. up a tree. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Hmm. Oh, man. Let's see. I draw a blank on looking in. A series is fine. Right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Series. Uh, go uh, Bosch. Okay. TV series. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it, it's it's third season now, right? So it's completed two. I think it's completed four. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what about a favorite artist in terms of music? musical? And okay. maybe maybe a favorite genre of music. Okay. Favorite genre of music, definitely changes a lot um i used to be really only into like um rap and then it went to like oldies and 80s rock <laughs> for the last like two or three years and I was listening to a lot of like who was it like elton john and stuff and then went back to pop i was listening to a ton of ed sheeran um shoot favorite artist though that's a really that's a tough one Let's go a little dicky. Okay. <laughs> sure. And you did say that you love to read a lot of books. Do you have a favorite book? Um, book series? Not so much books, like like current event stuff, or or uh, I guess more more technical. Okay. Like more technical articles. Um, favorite book. That's yeah. That's an area I don't. I'll sit down and go into to novels too much. But if, I think my favorite one in. It was sort of actually what led me into finance at first. Interestingly enough, was uh, why I left Goldman Sachs about the guy who just saw the transformation of the company post like the the market crash and how 
just how different the financial industry became is interesting. Okay, so then this was it. after the crash. So this was a book. post-crash book, yeah. Okay. I maybe read it in like 2013 uh, or 14, mm-hmm. and maybe it was written in like 2012 or 2013. And is, this, is this a high-level guy in Goldman Sachs? He was a guy who left, but yeah, he was high-level okay. in there. So he had, like, he could see inside the company. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Good. Um, do you have a favorite person in history that you would like to have coffee with and get to know him better? Him or her? Okay. Oh, what's the name? Um, someone like, uh, like Henry David Thoreau, I feel like would be fascinating to sit down with and learn from. Is it something specific that you want to know? No, no, just I don't know any of those like any of those authors and stuff from that that time. Just you find them they had a lot of thoughts on a lot of things, and yeah, it's not like I have anything in common with them or anything. But uh, I think it'd be a unique person to hear their perspective on things in okay. not so verbose language like mm. they tend to write in. <laughs> All right, so this is the part like this close to the end. What do you want to do after graduation? Just after graduation, and then maybe ten years after, where do you see yourself professionally? Yes. Right after graduation, either working in some in a function that either gives me exposure to either geographic exposure, even if it's not moving, just like a global global reach on on the role, or um, wide breadth of industry reach or function reach just something to to round me out a little bit more so i don't go into a role my first role in the supply chain is sort of where i develop my my expertise and then stay in that and then 10 years from now then be settled into a a solid role that i'm enjoying in just 10 years i don't really care about title or anything where i'm sitting at at that point just enjoying the role and Sort of stepped aside from the rat race and just taking a good trajectory, but but not, yeah, not pulling my hair out or anything. I'll do that for the first few years. <laughs> so, do you want to be in a large company or like a startup at that point? In time? Doesn't matter to Doesn't me. Matter. No, okay. no, it's all. I think it's all about at that point more about work life balance and um, opportunity to kind of do what I want to do with my career. Do you have like top five companies you've narrowed down to to work for in the next? in the next year um there's let's see so not really no. but like I mean like looking at the Intel or there's a utilities company like a renewables company out in the Southern California that has a has a good rotational lets you touch a few different areas and get some global reach, or uh, hmm, no, not really. No, okay. It's, it's, yeah, not really worried about companies um, for the most part as much as what the functions. Which functions. Okay. Yeah. Do you have advice for the first years who might be listening? How to get through the stressful uh, first year period? Yeah, I would just say step away from it sometimes. Uh, I think by like third quarter or fourth quarter is when most people sort of start realizing that like, oh, well, I can take some time on my own and still be good. But I mean, I feel like it also helped my productivity a lot the more I would, not the more I would because it's up to a point, but 
on the days at least I would take at least you know two hours or whatever to just chill or do something that's not related to school um, just to reset and be productive and then sleep okay sleep <laughs> sleeping sleep, isn't boring. sleep a lot in the first year yeah you'll need it and once you're done over here how would you like your peers to remember you uh, not negatively hopefully <laughs> I don't know just hopefully it's just genuine you don't know that's about it yeah everything else that falls under it kind of crumbles if that, that one's not there right okay so that kind of brings us to the end uh, do you have like social media handle where people can get in touch with you <laughs> uh, if you want to look at my profile picture and nothing else on Facebook it's <laughs> I've seen that. I don't even know what it is, but I don't, I mean, I'm not commenting on there. So yeah, there's no following for me. Okay. Uh, so I also know you're part of the Wine Society. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take some time just to promote it, now's your chance. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, started by Elise. So shout out to Elise and Garrett and then just getting it off the ground now. So it's a good time to come out, meet some other MBAs, other um even just other WP Carey grad students, some from the management program and some from a few others, actually. And then, yeah, it's just a good way to step away, but also learn a little bit about something that presumably is going to um, appear at some point in your professional career, whether you want it to or not. I think it's, it's a valuable thing to learn about and learn to socialize in in the context of of it yeah okay trailed off there (laughs) so thanks Patrick for being with us on this podcast episode and good luck to you for the coming years thank you thanks for it I apologize but please do not take this personally Patrick you're one of those people who leaves the exam room first and gets everyone else nervous because they thought everybody was having a tough time we wish you all the success in life and we hope you do not finish your assigned tasks in a quarter of the time. To all our listeners, thank you very much for listening. I'll keep this going and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye and peace.